here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, some breaking news. As they would say in Britain, I think, the pedo prince, uh, Prince Andrew, has reached an agreement with his accuser over, you know, was he sleeping with underage girls or not? So it's all over. Uh, anybody looking for justice? <laughs> Look to another universe, my friend. All right. We have some really good news, but we need you to go to work on something. It's going to take you five minutes to do, but I need you to stick around because some good news and a little bit of work to finish it off in 60 seconds. Oh, sure, you can sleep on any old set of sheets, I guess, but you're not going to... What is it like when you're... Sleeping on the sheets made for a king. You don't want to sleep on those sheets that were made for a prince. That can be dicey. And for goodness sake, don't be anywhere near a black light. You won't sleep ever again. Anyway, a good set of sheets made for a king, but uh, actually priced for you, me, it's great. It's my pillows, Giza Dream Sheets. And he's got a great deal on these dream sheets right now. Ultra soft, breathable, extremely durable. No matter how many times the prince might wash these sheets, they're going to still hold up no matter what he throws at it. I'm just saying. 60% off now the Giza dream sheets. As low as $39.99 with a promo code back. Go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Make sure you use the promo code back. You'll uh, get Mike's uh, book for free. Uh, Also, the 60% off flash sale of these great sheets. 1-800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. So uh, I have a couple of people that I want to introduce. Uh, Justin Haskins, he is the co-author of The Great Reset. He is also the editorial director of the Heartland Institute and editor-in-chief of StoppingSocialism.com. Hello, Justin. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so well, Glenn. How are you? You're doing so well. Good. You got a little touch of COVID, I hear. (laughs) Yeah, Just just a touch. Um, I don't get the full-blown touch. No, no, no. You got to be Canadian to get that. Um, so, Justin, hold on a second, because uh, I also have Michael Murphy on the phone. He is a Kansas state representative from Kansas, and he has uh, he's introduced uh, a bill inside the Kansas House February 9th and referred it to the Committee on Financial Institutions and Rural Development the same day. And uh, I think it's coming up for a vote soon. Michael Murphy, how are you, sir? Well, I'm doing pretty good, uh, Glenn, and I, and I do have to say that after listening to you uh, the last couple of minutes, that perhaps we need to get a prince uh, on board to maybe pass through. Uh, to maybe, I'm sorry, I missed that last part, to maybe what? <laughs> we, we need a prince to push this uh, bill on through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think you wanted that one, that particular prince. Um, so tell me what you tell me how you got onto this uh, and what it took to uh, get it to the place that it's at, and what's it going to take to get it over the hump 
there in Kansas? Well, I've been uh, aware of what social credit score in China and ESGs for quite a while, uh, probably uh, due to you and a couple of others uh, who have you know brought it to attention, you know, months or maybe even you know years ago. And um, I, I did happen to hear you interview with uh, with JD in New Hampshire uh, here a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and that's that yeah. sparked me to go ahead and and uh, and do the bill. Uh, I think it's I think it's a good bill, but I'll tell you what they are coming out of the woodwork against it from the banking side, and uh, some from oh, the I business side. Are. Well, yeah, and they're they don't yeah they don't like they don't like it at all, and so we. We've got some really good support on one side. We've got some strong opposition on the other. So, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm hoping we can kind so, of the gra- grassroots behind there, it. We'll put some pressure. Yeah, they're they're trying to make this, and they're pulling Republicans off of this by saying, you know, that it's a uh, uh, a you know freedom of the market and uh, the free market, and you know we don't want to tell businesses what they can and can't do. Uh, Mike Lee was just on, and I just asked him about that argument, and you should go back and listen to it, uh, because that's the argument a lot of Republicans are starting to make, and it's nonsense. And I've read your bill, um, is Section 1, no bank or trust company doing business in this state, either directly or through the use of an outside contractor, shall discriminate against, advocate for, or cause averse treatment of any individual business or other customer based on subjective or arbitrary standards, including but not limited to social media posts, participation or membership in any club, association or union, political affiliation, employer, social credit score, uh, environmental, social or governance criteria or other similar va- uh, values based or impact criteria. You, then you go on to say this doesn't mean that you I mean, if there's safety for the bank, because there's something else, you can consider that. But you just can't do this. And of course, you can you can look at somebody's loan worthiness. Um, and then it says you can offer ESG products, but you have to explain what they are. And then the penalties. Then you do the same thing for credit unions. And what's the third one for? Or is there only two for, for yeah, state credit unions? Oh, and for businesses. So you've covered them all, and it also says it doesn't change anything but this. So what's the argument? Well, the argument is from the bankers is they're afraid of frivolous lawsuits, as I said. And, I, you know, my, I, made the, I made the comment, I said, you're afraid of something that's unknown uh, while we uh, are avoiding uh, paying attention to something that's known, that's, that's uh, you know, this big behemoth that's riding down on us. And you're worried about the little uh, guy with the, you know, with the rubber bow and arrow behind the tree, <laughs> you know. Correct. Correct. I mean, you know, if if I'm going to sue you, it'll be thrown out as a frivolous suit unless you are using a social credit score, unless you are, you know, using environmental, social or governance uh, criteria or you won't do business with me because I voted for Donald Trump. That stuff right. we know is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. It already is. Yes. I when does this come for a said, vote? Well, oh, sorry, go ahead. It, it's not been set for a hearing in the in the finance committee. Uh, they, they should set a date here, maybe today or tomorrow. Uh, we'll and we'll we'll take it from there. Uh, I did tell him we had a had a meeting with with a number of um, bankers representatives and representatives the speaker yesterday, and uh, they they voiced their uh, their opposition and their and their uh, pro, you know their proponent side uh, as well, and. Um, 
I, I did tie it uh, to them. Most of them are familiar with the CRT stuff. I do, did tell them we were lucky enough to have yep. Jim Lindsay here a week ago, and he tied Excellent. a good job of tying the two together, and that's when I picked up about 12 more Coast Busters. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So anyway... So anyway, that helped a lot. And then once we, uh, yeah. so anyway, I told them, I said, these two things are, are, are both, you know, gears on a, in a, in a machine. And if we can take a couple of them out, we can at least slow the machine down. And, um, and I Correct. told them, I said, I hope, I, I hope that you don't look back on this day and say, oh, we could have stopped this. And now it's too late. And so. So I, what do you need? I, what do you need people in Kansas to do? I need them to contact, uh, the uh, the chair of the uh, uh, finance institution, financial institutions, uh, Representative Jim Kelly, uh, the House Majority, the House Speaker, and your your individual representative. If you live in Kansas, uh, send send in, in your own words uh, what you would like to happen, and um, tell them it's that it's important that this get through and get it and they get a say. Um, I can give you and the, the um, I can give you the email for Jim Kelly if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Quickly. It's by the way, it's House Bill 2664. It's the anti ESG bill. That's right, go correct. Ahead. And it, would, it would be Jim dot Kelly. That's K L K E L L Y at house dot K S dot gov G O V. OK, and uh, thank and you also, very much. Also the, and also, also the speaker would be good, too. And uh, okay. I'm getting a lot of good re- I'm getting a lot of good response, and I think pressure from the grass- grassroots might push this forward. Uh, I appreciate it. I think you're going to be surprised at the grassroots on this one. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate it. Let me go back to Justin. Uh, Justin, you have been one of the guys who have been working with these uh, legislatures. You have another one um, in New Hampshire. They're going to vote on it either today or tomorrow. How's that going? Right. Well, uh, as we're seeing in many places across the country that are working on this issue, and there are about 20 states doing something on an anti-ESG bill, the biggest opposition we're seeing is in is is coming because all of these bills are being proposed in states where Republicans have most of the political power, if not all of it. Um, what we're right. seeing is that it's the biggest opposition is coming from Republicans. And the Republicans who are arguing against it, it's not a majority of them, it's usually just a, a small group of them. But they're saying this is a free market issue. And, and uh, you know, you just need to let banks and financial institutions and all these people discriminate against individuals and other businesses no, as they see fit, because that's, if it were, that's their argument. If, if it was a bank, great. But it's all of the banks coordinating with the government and big business on an agenda that doesn't i mean by their own words they say it's not based on profit it is based on on uh environmental standards social standards on making the world a better place well that's not the free market man that's not the job of the bank that's not the job of nabisco no, that's that's exactly right. These these are massive, often multinational corporations that have no allegiance to the United States at all. In many cases that have massive amounts of their ownership is overseas. They don't have any allegiance to the Constitution. They have special legal and tax advantages that the rest of us don't have. They regularly receive bailouts and government funding that regular people don't get. 
work hand in hand with government. Many of them have lucrative government contracts. Uh, They get trillions and trillions of dollars have been pumped into the financial system through the Federal Reserve over the past 10 years. The only reason this system is able to exist, because they're all going to get rich no matter what they do with ESG Mm -hmm. scores. So the idea that this is some sort of a a free market system is the most ludicrous thing imaginable. There's nothing free market about this at all. Listen to this. Um, This uh, came in from Alex Wong. He's a uh, reporter. Uh, And he's been watching this. He said in his Build Back Better legislation, President Joe Biden wanted to spend five hundred and seventy billion dollars over the next decade on green causes, mostly focused on climate change. Fortunately, that bill seems to be dead. And yet now the Biden Greens, that's to say the Green administration, have their eye on a bigger pot of money with which to pursue their climate agenda. The assets of American banks. These assets total nearly $23 trillion, according to the Federal Reserve. A crucial vote on whether or not this sneaky policy will proceed will be held, I think, today when the Senate Banking Committee votes on whether to advance Biden's Federal Reserve nominees, particularly the nomination of Sarah Bloom Raskin. Uh, The Federal Reserve System, the Fed, as it's called, is the principal body that oversees and regulates banking in the U.S., After the failure of Build Back Better, the Fed is Biden's preferred mechanism for advancing his version of the Green New Deal. After all, the Fed has vast power over the banks, including whether or not they can lend money to or otherwise finance fossil fuel companies. From the Biden point of view, this seems like a clever strategy. It has been said of the banks, that's where the money is. Biden wants to gain control of the Federal Reserve's seven-member board of governors, Of these seven slots, three are currently vacant. On January 14th, the White House named three candidates to fill those slots, all of whom are friendly to the Green Scheme and to the Great Reset. If the trio is confirmed by the Senate, they will join a fourth Democrat already on the board, and the left will have gained control of the Fed. What do you think of that? I think that this is absolutely the path forward for them. And and we don't have to guess. We don't need speculation. They've been very open that this is what's going on. When they had that meeting in Glasgow recently uh, for COP26, uh, they announced, and this was backed by Joe Biden, it's got lots of support from the Biden administration. John Kerry was openly in favor of it, the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero. You just mentioned 20-something trillion dollars in the United States tied up in banks. Well, the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero has more than 450 banks, insurers, and asset managers in dozens of countries around the world with total assets pledged toward enacting this whole Great Reset ESG scheme of $130 trillion. So the idea that this is just something that the little guy can, well, you know, if your local bank's discriminating against you, just go to a different bank. Oh, if a local corporation is discriminating, you just go to a, just buy from a different corporation. They're all going to be in on it. They're not going to have any choice. And the people who resist are going to be pushed out. They're already being pushed out by massive asset managers on Wall Street, BlackRock and State Street Global Advisors and others. So you will have gonna, to go along with this. I'm going to come back with Justin Haskins because I'm going to tie this into what the Treasury Secretary or the finance minister of Canada announced yesterday with their emergency powers. This is what the Great Great Reset does. They've just done it with emergency powers, and we'll talk about that in 60 seconds. 
first, if you woke up tomorrow and half of everything you own was gone, just gone, someone came by and took it in the middle of the night, hint, hint, probably the government, uh, what would you do? Well, it may sound outlandish, but in a way, that's exactly what is apt to happen with inflation rising the way it has been. You know, people in Germany, because uh, I've read their diaries, before in hyperinflation hit, they said we had never even heard of the word hyperinflation. And now, three days into it, it's all anyone can talk about. People don't understand how fast this is going to come and just destroy wealth. Please, please. Find out if it's right for you to protect yourself with something physical and tangible like gold or silver. Right now, one additional week, Goldline is extending their special on historic $5 gold Indians. These are collectibles. Do your own research. And Liberty Coins. Call them to find out how to qualify for the free gold and silver when you acquire these historic items. I buy them. Ask them why I buy them. That's 866-GOLDLINE. Call them right now. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, I want to play Canada's Minister of Finance uh, yesterday during the Trudeau press conference on emergency powers. Listen carefully to what she says here. First, we are broadening the scope of Canada's anti-money laundering and terrorist financing rules so that they cover crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use. These changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. The illegal blockades have highlighted the fact that crowdfunding platforms and some of the payment service providers they use are not fully captured under the Proceeds of Crime and Terrorist Financing Act. Okay, stop. Everybody is focusing on, you're saying that these guys are terrorists? The truckers are terrorists? No, it goes farther than that. You are funding a terrorist organization. So by default, you also are involved in terrorism. But even beyond that, this is aimed at, you know, give, send, go, because the other uh, crowdfunding source decided they this is beyond, this is too dangerous. They're not going to do it because they just don't like these truckers. They're terrorists, you know. So they pulled out and tried to hold the money. So Give, Send, Go came up and they said, we'll do it. This is not just aimed at them. Give, Send, Go requires some sort of mechanism, another party to take your credit card and process from your bank into Give, Send, Go. They're attacking anyone like they will with the blaze. When they come, and they will, come to shut down the blaze, they will say, you know what, the blaze can do whatever they want. Of course, if you are somebody who is a payment processor, I wouldn't be involved in that. And that cuts off all of our funding. That cuts off our banking, our our ability to reach out to you and ask you for your credit card number so you can be a monthly subscriber. That's what's coming, gang. And they're doing it right now just under 
the auspices of uh, the truckers and this emergency, uh, uh, you know, dangerous terrorist activity. Do I have this right or wrong, Justin? No, you're 100% right. This is actually not really about truckers. This is not even really about just what's going on in Canada. This is about resistance and and at any level anywhere in the world you're yes. not allowed to yes. resist we're going to close all the off ramps that's what this is fundamentally about i would get your ma- your money out of those big banks quite honestly and i would put it in a local credit union or a very 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 locally owned bank something that keeps all of their money and doesn't have ties to anybody else uh, but uh, it's time to protect yourself the uh, the hordes are at the gate. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I also want to tell you, you've got to stop spending, you have to stop giving these banks more money than they deserve. And what I mean by that is they're making a killing right now, just a killing they're getting all this money from the back door from the Fed. They're not being charged a high interest rate, but they're starting to charge you a high interest rate. If you have credit cards, that's the bank charging you. I mean, it's blood money. It really is. So what do you have to, what do you do? Well, you have a contract, so you have to honor the contract. But what you can do is get out of those high interest credit cards uh in a consolidation loan. You can refinance your your home mortgage so you're not giving them more money than what is required. The people that will give you the fair shake that don't work for the banks but work for you. It's American Financing. Call American Financing now. They could literally change everything for you at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. The Great Reset is the book you need to read, or at least have Glenn read it to you. Get the audiobook wherever you get your audiobooks. Hello, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I am sitting here in uh, what used to be the garage of my, uh, my ranch. And uh, I'm just looking out the, the garage doors, and it is snowing here. If you ever watched the movie White Christmas, at the very end, you know, it hasn't snowed forever. And then Danny Kay and all of them get together, and they, they're doing this show. And at the very end, they open up the barn doors, and it's just this winter wonderland. That's what I'm looking at right now. Uh, little bunny rabbits running around in the snow. It is It's incredible. Being... Outside of a huge city uh, or even a particular region really gives you different perspective on what America is uh, because it's not what you see on TV. It's not what you see online. Um, We're just a different place. Uh, I wanted to bring on a guy who uh, knows this firsthand. His name is Bob Barnes. He's 52 years old. He lives in Syracuse, New York. And um, he started riding his bike to go to all 50 capitals. He's going to have a hard time with Alaska and Hawaii. Um, but he's, uh, he's riding his bike to the capitals. He started August 1st, tw- uh, 2021. He's still on the road. He has cycled 
about 8,000 miles, visited 26 capitals in Washington, D.C., and I wanted to bring him on. Uh, Bob, welcome. Yes. Hey, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me. You bet. You bet. I really wanted to talk to you about, I mean, I could go on and on about, I think you're nuts for cycling all the way across the United States. You know, if God wanted us to do that, he wouldn't have allowed us to invent the car. Uh, but that's a different story. What, I, what I'd really like to know, Bob, is what are you experiencing that you didn't expect to experience while you're out on the road? Well, um, like you said, what you see on TV and the Internet isn't really what you see when you come out here in the United States. Every state I go through, every town I go through, I experience the same I call it it's kindness of others or random acts of kindness and just a genuine sense of camaraderie, believe it or not. Um, and as I go, my confidence builds more and more that this is going to keep going. So that's what I'm experiencing across the board. Now, do you think this is just the endorphins that I guess cycling gives you? I don't know myself. I've never done it, but... I mean, you must feel really good as well because you're exercising like you are every... How many miles do you go every day? I go uh, about 43 miles a day. That's my total average um, counting every day. Um, but as far as endorphins, yeah, I'll get endorphins when I head into a capital city. I'll get excited. But I keep myself in check, and I make sure I'm, I'm looking at things from the right perspective, like you brought up. Um, everything's from a different perspective out here, and it's just I analyze what I'm seeing, and I try to be true with myself and honest with myself. And try, I don't sugarcoat things or, you know, things like that. I just uh, I, I put what I see in front of me and show others that that's what's going on. So what is the difference between when you first started cycling, because you were still kind of in, you know, coronavirus lockdown a lot of places, uh, and what you're seeing now? Has the country changed? Well, you know what? Um, It it was fascinating that it changed state to state. I didn't really get caught up in the whole COVID thing. It didn't slow me down or anything. There were just different mandates in each town or each state or each county um, or each restaurant even. Um, But it really didn't slow me down. But right now um, in Arkansas, everything's pretty much wide open. And where do you have left to go? Where are you going next? uh, well, I just left Little Rock. That was capital number 27. I'm heading south down to Baton Rouge. That'll be number 28. So I'll take care of the southern. I got like four more capitals down south. Then I'll head up the east coast, and then I'll head back across the United States in the, nor- in the northern tier to, to, to Washington, and then I'll pedal up to, uh, to Alaska. Have you ever been to the Dakotas? Yes. You ever been to the Dakotas? You have. I've, because there's I've a the reason North- they named it the they there's a reason they named it the Badlands. It's a <laughs> it's really appropriate. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I you know what? I know, I've heard of the Badlands, but I don't know why. Uh yeah, because they're bad. When you're there's not uh, a soul to be seen. Not a soul to be seen forever. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd have an extra spare. I don't know everything with you as you're biking through the Badlands. That'd well, be quite I, an I, experience. I do appreciate challenges, so I'll look forward to that. Actually, and yeah. um, 
And, and, and once I get there, I will, in my head, I'll connect the dots to you and I'll be like, this is what Glenn was talking yeah. about. Well, you have to also on the way in the middle of that area is a place called wall drug. And I saw, I was driving and I saw advertisements leaving Chicago and I'm like, what a drugstore. Why would you in the middle of the bed? Why? By the time you get there, you have to stop for a couple of reasons. They've made it into some unbelievable place, which is pretty cool. Uh, but also it's the first sign of civilization for hundreds and hundreds of miles. It's crazy. All right. I'll look for it. Best place you have found so far. And well, uh, as far as as far as scenery goes, um, I got to say the West Coast of California coming over Big Sur um, because mm. th- it's just the view and the sunsets. And it took me like three days to do it's it. Beautiful. So I got to appreciate. Yeah, every day. And I got to sleep up there on the cliffs and it was nice. Um, but as far as like a, an experience from an actual capital, I'd have to say Jefferson City. And that's because when I rolled up, mm. I didn't know what was I didn't know what was going on, but there was uh, they were actually having the state bar graduation. So I got to experience the actual graduation and, and see the state Supreme uh, Court judges up there and see the proud parents and the happy graduates. And that, that oh, was a nice cool. experience. Yeah, that's cool. Why did you decide to do this again? Uh, well, there's a bunch of reasons, but a personal challenge. Um, and I also bring awareness to drug or uh, not drug blood donation. Um, I donate blood as I travel. So I've donated three pints of blood since I've been out here. Did you talk to your doctor before? I mean, they give me a cookie and say, sit down for a while. You just get right back yep. on the bike. I, I, I get on the bike. For example, I, I pedaled 20 miles to the to give blood. And then after I gave blood, I pedaled another 26 miles. Holy cow. Holy cow. Well, you are much yep. more of an adventurer than I am. Uh, you know, I just look at it through a book. Wow. That, that looks like a quite a, have you reached the point yet where you've crossed the mountains and thought I would have never made it as a pioneer? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially, especially where, Donner, Donner pass Donner pass is Yes. But you know, the stories about Donner pass. So that's in your head and you're like, Holy moly. That, nope. Nope. Yeah. They put. Yeah. Yeah, and if you come from the east and you're crossing the mountains and then you cross into and it's desert forever, you kind of want to kill the scout, too, that was telling you <laughs> we should cross these mountains <laughs> when right. it's beautiful I, I in Denver. Oh, I don't know how they right. did it. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, been a, it's, it's a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much. Uh, how can we follow you? Oh, uh, on Facebook, it's Bibbery Travels, B-I-B-B-E-R-Y. Okay. Uh, it's great to I talk to you. That. Thank you so much, Bob. Appreciate it. You, you bet. You, God bless. You too, Glenn. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. You too. Bob Barnes, uh, cycling all 50 states. Stu, you're in a camp run by the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they say, and they say we're going to kill you unless you cycle all the way across the country not even visit every state just cycle all the way across the country Mm -hmm. do you just say go ahead shoot me now i mean it seems like both end in death anyway so you might as well go with a quick one (laughs) (laughs) never never would i cycle across the country oh my gosh it sounds horrible and i know there's so many people in our audience that are like 
Oh, it would be the best. No. Get me a big, you know, tour bus, and maybe, maybe I'll think about it. All right, let me tell you, we have to talk to uh, Stu about what it was like in California at the uh, Super Bowl here in just a second. Uh, First, Robert wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I didn't think Relief Factor was working (laughs) until I ran out mid-month. After about three days, the pain was back to where it started, and that's when I realized just how much Relief Factor was helping. Turns out it works really great. Thank you so much, Robert. You at least ran out. I was just, ah, oh, this isn't working. There's no way. I'm going to stop taking it, see if my pain comes back. Ow! It's, uh, it's an amazing thing. When it works, you just go back to living life the way you used to. Relief Factor created by doctors to help your body reduce inf- inflammation, which is a major source of pain, and most of all of our problems in our bodies come from inflammation. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have already ordered Relief Factor. About 70% of them go on to order more. 70%. It works. Just try it. Take it three times a day. Take it for uh, three weeks and just see. Once you stop, you'll know for sure. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. This is the Glenn Back Program. So back from California, Super Bowl. By the way, 111 million people watch this game. Uh, so people are back to the NFL. If they were if they were taking a break last year, they're back to it, and one of the highest uh, rank uh, rated Super Bowl in uh, I think since 2017, and uh, obviously a really competitive game. One of the things I, I was really interesting being there, and was a different understanding that I think I would have had if I did, but I wasn't out in California. I assume everybody on conservative media made the point that at the game. And nobody was masked, let alone the celebrities. I mean, nobody was. There were no masks in the stadium basically at all. And, you know, the hypocrisy was on full display from many of these celebrities who have been chastising all of us for our unhealthy uh, ways of living. I mean, you know, to take advice like that from Sean Penn is really uh, that's really that's really (laughs) that's a painful one to have to deal with. But I think the thing that's missed a little bit if you weren't out there was this was not just a Super Bowl thing. It was not just a celebrity thing. I mean, the city, which I sort of picture as this like uh, North Korean detention center at this point, honestly felt pretty normal. I know that's strange to say, but it there really weren't a lot of people wearing masks around town. There really weren't. Um, there weren't a lot of masked Nazis out yelling at you for not doing things. It seemed pretty normal. Now, of course, it's California, so the weather was really nice. And a lot of people were outside and eating outside. There was definitely higher mask usage in California than Texas, particularly outdoors. There was, you know, still a small percentage, but there were some people outdoors. But the overwhelming uh, vibe you got was that you could pretty much do what you wanted. 
Now, there was a couple of exceptions to this. There's supposed to be a vaccine requirement, I heard at least, at the Super Bowl. That at no point where it was anything checked. I never saw anything like that at the at the game. I don't know if they were doing it in other places, but did not see that at all. In fact, the only place that they were actually really enforcing the vaccine mandate was at the Shaquille O'Neal event, who was a guy who was just in the media arguing against vaccine mandates, which was very strange. But you almost get the sense now, this is different than it was a year ago or two years ago, but you get the sense now that there is a wide disparity between policy and practice in these places. That there is a total difference, a disconnect from the things you talk, you hear about from the leaders and not just what they're doing personally, but also how these policies are actually being enforced. You know, it, it, in a way, L.A. felt like with the COVID restrictions, it felt like a speed limit. You know, in theory, there's a 30 mile an hour speed limit on my road. That is not in practice what it goes on. And it seems like there's a, a lot more of that today than there was a year ago, six months ago, two years ago. And you can look at that in a bunch of different ways, but I think the most important way to look at it is that you're winning. These are the policies and the practices that conservatives have been advocating for how long. And we kept saying what, what, what we want out of this is not, you know, the laws, whatever. The laws, the, these leaders are going to do what they do and they're going to harass you for all the things that, that, that they want you to stop doing. But what the way this ends is that people just stand up and start doing these things. They start living their lives. They stop paying attention to all of this nonsense. And I will say there was encouraging signs of that, even in Los Angeles. And that's what's, I think, crucial here. This is not just a bunch of conservatives saying we won't listen to you anymore this is also a bunch of you know moderates it's a bunch of liberals it's a bunch of democrats it's a bunch of independents it's all of us you know sure there are those people there's you're still gonna get you know fauci on tv telling you you gotta mask up uh, with you know with your two-year-old at your home outside alone but in reality in the actual world where people live, we are in a totally different situation than I think is being portrayed in media, certainly by these leaders. I mean, you could go into whatever restaurant you wanted to. I, I think I had maybe one vaccine check uh, at a restaurant. Uh, so, I mean, there are, there are things to improve. And I will say the number one thing to improve here would be the, 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 the schools. The fact that kids are still being masked up in many schools while celebrities are out there gallivanting at the Super Bowl without masks on is so completely insulting to any rational thought. It can't be overstated. But those things are even falling away in blue states now. And, you know, all of this stuff we've talked about all this time is happening because people just decided to stand up and do it and say, you know what? This is our country. These are our lives. We're just going to wind up going out and doing these things. And we're no longer going to be victims of all of the craziness we hear from health authorities and politicians and celebrities. No, we're done. And it's ending because of that. This is the Glenn Beck Program.